So hello, lovely people. We have an exciting episode for you today, one that I have been waiting to have because of being in the mental health field. So I'm excited to talk about this topic because I know that there's a lot of different opinions when it comes to this particular topic we are going to talk about today. Um, so just so that y'all know who I am, if this is your first time tuning in, my name is Shatina Hunter and I am a licensed mental health therapist, a speaker, consultant, and the creator of Always Live Lovely. Um, and I am hosting this podcast today, Breaking Barriers, a Mental Health Discussion. And before we even get started, I just want y'all take a moment if you haven't already join the always live lovely community you know follow us on instagram check out our website www.alwayslivelovely.com follow us on youtube subscribe so that you can see the lovely lovely conversations that's going on under this podcast we're on spotify we're on apple we're on google we're on i think it's something called overcast we're on every type of podcast platform at this point that you can possibly imagine so just make sure that you're tapped in tuned in and getting all this lovely lovely information so we are on episode seven seven today of breaking barriers a mental health discussion and today we are talking about medication talking with us today about her journey with medication, how she overcame, and just all the goodies. I'm not going to share all the goodies right now. You just don't have to watch the whole episode to see. It's none other than a very good friend of mine, Miss Anna Chernock. Would you like to introduce yourself to the people? Yes. So my name is Anna Chernock, and I'm a single mother of a nine-year-old daughter. I'm studying to be um, a health coach currently. Um, I work as a caregiver and I'm an administrator at a music school. And I've known Shatina since I was like 16. So we go back. <laughs> yes, we go way, way, way back. Yeah. <laughs> and I love the music is there too. And it's, I'm super excited to have her on this platform just so that we can gain some insight into you know what a journey could be like so thank you so much for being willing to just join and share your story and be vulnerable with the people because I know that that's not something that's easy to do yeah Definitely. So in getting started just with this whole topic of medication because you know in the mental health field, like this is such a stigmatizing thing to bring up. Like even if I bring it up in sessions with people, they're like, I don't want no medication. Like don't try to put me on medication or I've been there before and I don't want to do that again. Whereas there's some people that are really ecstatic about it and they've been able to find what works for them and they're chill about it. They're cool. They know the benefits that can come from it. Um, and you know, people I've worked with a variety of ages. So I know that I have worked with children that have been on medication in the academic setting, as well as right now working in the college setting, there are people in the college setting that are also on medications. Um, so I'm curious if you just want to start out with just sharing a little bit of your story in regards to just even from the beginning, like how it became a thing for you to 
um, decide, or maybe even for your parents to decide that this was the direction and step that they wanted to go? Yeah, so I can start at the beginning because um, the journey, you know, started when I was a very young girl. Um, my mom, when I was like around four, she started noticing that I was exhibiting um, like very strange, kind of severe signs of anxiety. Um, like she would leave and I would freak out. I would think that, you know, if she left, like she could die or she wouldn't come home. Um, if she would go in the bathroom and close the door, like I would, I would be panicking. I would, it's like, I was having a panic attack outside of the door because she wasn't near me. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's interesting because I didn't have attachment related issues as a kid. Like my mom could drop me off at daycare and I was fine, you know, or drop me off at a music class or whatever I was doing and I was okay. But it was only when I thought she wasn't going to come home or something like that, that the anxiety okay. kind of crept in. So, um, so yeah, so that was kind of what led uh, me in the direction of, you know, getting on medicine. Cause after that, my mom, you know, talked to my dad and they thought that it was, you know, best to just, um, to get me on something to have some kind of relief because my anxiety was, it was really starting to affect me, um, in a great way for just, you know, for someone so young. Right. Uh, and I also had like attention um, difficulty too, like, um, like ADD, like I had some focusing related issues. Um, so that was also something that they were considering because I was going to start school soon. So, um, yeah, so they just kind of wanted to move me in that direction. Okay. And do you feel like, you know, was it different medications that you had to be on from such a young age or, you know, how did they even feel in regards to having, you know, their baby girl and happen to consider like, okay, maybe it's time for medication in order for you to be able to feel more comfortable just in your body and with different experiences, like you said, and with going to school and there'll be more times where, you know, your parents weren't in as close proximity to you um, as you know you may have wanted them to be. So like how how did they really feel just about considering the medication for their four or four or five year old? You know, I think they were they were kind of cautious. They they'd never thought about it before. Um, they'd never even considered medicine. So it was just very, very kind of new adventure for them. Um, but I think they just thought that I needed something right. because I such a sensitive child. And, um, you know, at the time there weren't many options. Like we didn't know of very many natural options, um, at the time. So it was kind of more trending to like, you know, okay, if your kid is having trouble focusing, your kid has anxiety, um, just, you know, put them on a pill. Um, but I do, I mean, I believe that it was beneficial for me because I ended up, you know, going through a lot of trauma in school, like being bullied and I'm not fitting in, and I think if I hadn't been on medicine, I could have potentially harmed myself, like, mm -hmm. to be honest with you. So I really do. Um, even though I wish that I hadn't been on meds in, a, in some sense, I know that I was supposed to be on meds 100% because I could have, I could have lost my life if I hadn't have been. Yeah. Yeah. And that's such a powerful reflection that you have of just kind of like, you're holding like that both and perspective instead of it being like an either or type of thing. Like, you're kind of mm -hmm. like, there are some things where you're like, dang, like, wish I didn't have to be on it from such a young age, or I'm sure like noticing ways that impact you, but you're also realizing just the, the benefits that came from it and how it was able to help you balance things out so that you were able to remain safe. And it seemed like just from that reflection, like the pros during that time of your life, um, as you were just growing up in your young age, definitely outweighed the cons of you being put on medication. Um, and even from there, like, so like you entered like into the school, age and then what did things look like you know from there with you just having that 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 benefit of just receiving more balance 
Um, I mean, I think I was able to focus a little better, uh, you know, having the medicine and, you know, not feeling like that debilitating anxiety was just taking over my entire life. Mm -hmm. But it was also hard on the other hand, because I felt so alone. Like I was harboring this secret, like no one, I didn't know anybody that was on medicine. So I felt like I was the only one going through this experience. Um, And so I felt, I felt really alone during that time. But again, it was still, it was still an important buffer for me because I needed, I needed something extra to get me through school. So I think it really did. It did help me um, to spread my wings. But, but again, I felt really like really alone in that experience as well. Yeah. Yeah. I can bet just being a young kid and not, you know, knowing that something is going on, but probably not fully understanding what's quite going on and just kind of like listening to your parents and trusting them to make the right decision. But like you said, feeling alone and, you know, not really knowing like who would you talk to, especially if you're not in a setting, I'll say to where a bunch of kids are like, you know, taking some type of medication. Cause I definitely can say from working in, um, more mental health focused um, school classroom settings, like, you know, if there's multiple kids that are on, then it does come up, like, it's kind of a little normalized, the kids kind of know, like, okay, there's, there's something going on with everyone emotionally, um, or it may have some type of academic um, difficulties, so it's kind of common to where they're already expecting, like, oh, my friend's probably on medication too, whereas, you know, back in the day, you know, things have progressed some, so back in the day, um, you know, there probably weren't other kids that you at least were aware of that were probably having some similar experiences. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Like, I feel like now it's a lot more normalized, like everyone, you know, we're very aware of mental health, but when I was going through it, it's like, I literally struggled alone. I had no one to relate to with it. And I'm just, I'm glad that now it's not as dark when it comes to that. It's not as taboo. Mm -hmm. Now it's, we're talking about it much more, but I wish, you know, I wish it had been like that when I was kind of going through that experience. Yeah, yeah. And, And even as you like continue, so like, with having like, you know, being a young age and kind of growing up, um, were you on medications all the way up through like elementary, middle, high school? Um, what did that kind of look like? Yes. So I, um, I think I changed, I changed medications a few times. I won't go into like exactly what I changed to, but I've been on, you know, I've been on SSRIs. I've been on, um, you know, the ADD meds. So I've been on kind of a variety, um, but yeah, so I was on, I was on medicine all throughout, um, up, up until high school, even into college, even into my twenties. So I've, and I recently, like even recently stopped taking medicine. So it's been a journey, like my whole life, just kind of going through, you know, these different phases, different medicines, different side effects, um, Mm -hmm. just different milestones with the medicine. Yeah. Yeah, and it definitely seems like it's played a role just in each stage as you've been developing along. And do you feel like um, with the differences in medications, because, you know, um, just so that y'all know, there are different type of medications that you can take. Um, they all have their own, like, you know, purpose. Some some medications can help you with a variety of different things. Um, some medications will treat things that you didn't even know that they could treat. Um, And then they all come with their own level of side effects. And then so it's very important that if you are a person that wants to get to um, being able to consider medication, either talking to your primary care provider or definitely getting a referral to talk to a psychiatrist. A psychiatrist is the person that has the, the medical background to be able in the mental health field to be able to assess you and to be able to provide you with the support you need in regards to medication and having the appropriate diagnosis. Whereas like primary care providers, they can do that. But of course, mental health isn't their specialty. So they can only go so far with it, just so that y'all know the difference. But with you um, being able to go through each developmental stage, you know, having different medications, do you feel like 
um, as you grew older, the same pros and cons were there. Um, maybe like, you know, even now in your life, that what you saw when you were younger? Um, yeah, I mean, you mean the pros and cons, um, like the same pros and cons as when I was a kid, like feeling yeah. like it has definitely helped me. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it definitely still served its purpose, like throughout my, even into my adulthood. Um, but then, you know, of course there came the time where I made the decision where I wanted to stop and just kind of take control, um, on my own, which, you know, not everybody can do that. Not, you know, everyone's very different. Um, we're all, you know, uniquely made and we all have different needs. So, you know, what works for me isn't going to necessarily work for someone else. But I found that once I got off of meds um, and kind of took control of my own life and, um, you know, started looking at things from different perspectives that, um, you know, it was just very inspiring. And I didn't, I didn't even know I was strong enough to do this. So I, you know, I surprised myself a lot. So yeah. it's, it's cool when you surprise yourself, you didn't even know like, Hey, I, I can do this. Like I'm. I have more power than I thought I did. I always thought that I couldn't really control my mind or mm -hmm. that, um, that it was hopeless, you know, but it's not like, I feel like we, we all have more control than we, than we think we do. We truly do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I really, I really like how you highlighted that just like, you know, feeling very empowered and just noticing that you can get to a point to where you are able to just have more sufficiency or autonomy or the will to be able to push through and figure out how to overcome things and figure out what other methods are out there. Um, because it's kind of like you said, like back in the day, like people may not have been aware of what holistic things could actually help. And then, so it's like, you know, medication could be the first approach and that's kind of what you know until you get exposed to other things. Um, and the simple fact is a lot of people, you know, do like, I think that's the fear, you know, like that fear of like, once I get on medication, there's no going back. Or, you know, if I have to get on medication, that means I'm crazy. Or that means that I'm super weak, that I can't even handle what's going on. Um, when really, you know, the decision to be on medication can be kind of seen as a stepping stone to help get you to the place, like you said, to where you do realize like, okay, maybe I don't necessarily need it as much right now. Maybe there are other options. But of course, if a person is really in a space where they have to be on it, trying to like, I guess like, you know, destigmatize in a way um, of seeing it as like, uh, uh, this is something I got to do for the rest of my life, or I'm not able to completely function at all ever without appeal, like just being able to see it as like a stepping stone and something that could just help make things a little bit easier um, for you. And, you know, I'm curious, just even with like, that empowerment journey, and like you said, just kind of deciding and trying to open up just the force field of all the options that you can have, like, you know, what has that even looked like for you? Um, oh, the options besides medicine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, so it's actually the journey for that kind of started recently. Um, during COVID, I kind of started, um, just kind of working on myself more, um, self-care. And, um, I found kind of more of a calling for myself through health coaching. Cause I always, I've always wanted to help people with their health, but mm -hmm. you know, it's like, I didn't think I could, because I didn't feel like I had my own health in order, including, you know, my, my mental health, emotional health, spirituality, physical health, everything. Like, I feel like I just wasn't up to par to help somebody. Um, so I've been working on myself a lot um, this year and just working on self-care and being more mindful of like, what's going on in my mind? Why do I feel like this right now? Right. What's triggering me? Just being, just being self-aware is so, so critical for self-growth growth. And um, yeah, so that's really kind of been leading me through this is just kind of understanding myself more and not being afraid to just talk to myself, to feel yeah. myself in these moments those like very deep moments. It's so important. Um, 
yeah, so that's really been helping. And, um, and just going through this nutrition, like the, the health coaching program, learning about more about nutrition and how it's, you know, it has such an impact on all of our health, like all around, um, we have our primary foods our secondary foods, you know, like primary foods are like community friendships, um, those connections we have, which are just as important as the food we're eating. Cause all the energy, you know, we're putting into our bodies and putting out, it's just, it's, mm-hmm. we're all connected. We're all so close. So it all, it's all really, it all matters. It all has a purpose. Um, so I'm just learning more and more. I feel like I'm having epiphanies like every day. Like, uh-huh. Oh my gosh. Like this, like, is, this is how life, like, this is life. This is what it's supposed to feel like. You know, mm-hmm. it shouldn't, it shouldn't be gruesome every day. Like we shouldn't be feeling like we're on the edge every day. So I'm just, you know, I'm constantly working on myself and it takes a lot of work. It takes a ton of effort. Um, like it's, it's a lot of energy for me to, to put into this. Um, cause I'm not used to doing it. I feel like I've, I've had medicine to do it for me this whole time. So now I'm like, I'm finally taking control of my life. I finally feel like I'm coming into myself. So it's, it's really, this has been a special time for me for sure. Yes. And that's so beautiful for you to be able to have and create that space where you can go on that journey. And you're right. Like everything is connected, like in our body, like our mind and our guts are very much connected. Sometimes Mm -hmm. our stomach is our second brain. So it's really important. Yeah, yeah, that we're, we're doing things nutrition wise, making sure our vitamins, we're taking our vitamins, making sure that things are all functioning, you know, together and in in proper order. And I really want to just kind of like, you know, highlight what you said about self-awareness because self-awareness is so key throughout the journey, especially if you're taking medication. Cause you know, just because you're taking medication doesn't mean that you've got to listen to completely like, okay, well, the doctor said this, so therefore I'm just going to do this. Like, no, you got to be able to advocate for yourself too. Like you're the only one that's in your body. So you're the only one that's really knowing what's going on in there, what type of impact it's having, if it's the best decision, because a lot of times people will take medication and it's not the right pill. Like it's it's not the right, and the doctor won't know unless you tell them. Like, so being able to work with self-awareness, knowing, learning your body more, learning your mind more, learning like, you know, how you react and, you know, how different things have an impact on you is such a huge part of just a mental health journey. In addition to what you also said, it's hard work. Like a lot of people (laughs) will think like, okay, well, all the professionals are going to do the work for me. No, no, no no, no, no. Like people have to be willing to show up for themselves and know that they deserve to show up for themselves in that way to just make sure that, you know, they're able to be able to like root for themselves. And it sounds like that's what you're doing. You're really rooting for yourself and recognizing you can do it. Because like you said, the medication has been like the main thing that has been working for you. And do you feel like, well, first before I ask this, I'll say like, what do you feel like were some of the difficulties that you experienced with being on medication? Being on medicine? Well, like I kind of discussed a little earlier, like feeling like, again, like I was the only one, you know, feeling alone, feeling kind of weird and different because of it. Um, That was always really hard for me growing up. Like I, I think I told my mom something like, I wish I had, you know, something going on that was more relatable because I feel like no one can relate Mm -hmm. to this. So that's how I kind of felt growing up. And it's like, it was, it was such a hard thing again, to kind of harbor that like deep, dark secret. Like no one knows I'm going through this, but then I feel like no one would care because I don't fit in anyways. So it was, that's just a crazy feeling. Um, it's, it's very hard to go through something like that. Um, and then like, I don't know, I just, yeah, I just felt so alone as a kid. Um, yeah, 
And it was just there like, any very... side effects? Like, do you feel like there are any side effects that you ever experienced on any of the medication? Yeah. So with some of the meds, so I actually, I was just talking to my mom about this. I feel like the, the meds, I just got off of meds like a few years ago. Mm-hmm. And, and just, just a side note for people, if you are getting off your meds, please make sure your physician is aware, your psychiatrist okay. is helping you get off of them because you have to wean off of your meds. I did not wean off of them for right. a couple of times. I actually went on and off meds a couple of times and did not wean off. And it was not a good experience because your body really has to for the slowly, yeah, slowly wean off. Yeah. Cause you really want to follow your, the guidance of your doctor. Don't do what I did. I was just <laughs> like, Oh, I'm going to get off of these right now. I'm fine. Like whatever. But no, 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 no. It was not good. Um, and then during, during the time I took medicine, I didn't have, I don't notice side effects when I was really young. I don't remember anything mm-hmm. specific, but as I got older and I switched over to different um, anxiety meds, I noticed that I would get lightheaded. I'd have like vertigo. Um, if I skipped one, one day, like I felt horrible that day. That's like kind of, that's obviously cause you're on them regularly. You have to take them regularly. That was my bad. But, um, but I really did get the vertigo a lot and I feel dizzy. So I think at a certain point, cause I didn't have that for a while on this medicine. I think at a certain point, my body started to kind of reject the medication. It was like, Nope, mm-hmm. this isn't going to work any longer. So I think it's really, again, it's important to listen to our bodies. Um, yeah very important because they're the driver like that our bodies are machines and they should be treated you know as such mm-hmm. um they're always you know they're always warning us of different things that's why we get like breakouts or um you know like certain things or rashes or um it's just anything you know it's like our body's way of telling us like hey something's wrong like i need you to help me fix this right. um yeah so i didn't have other than that i didn't have crazy um crazy side effects i did on a few meds i did have some suicidal thoughts though so that i mean mm-hmm. that's probably the worst is um when you're already kind of feeling not like, not like I'm going to kill myself, but like feeling like you don't want to live. And then right. you're having extra suicidal thoughts. That's really, really challenging. So that's, that's been hard for me to deal with throughout the course of my journey was just feeling like very alone, feeling like I didn't want to be alive because of that and feeling like mm-hmm. I had no purpose. Um, so that was worse than any of the side effects. Really. I could totally deal with the vertigo any day, but feeling like that was like, that was at the bottom for me. That was like a very low, low. Yeah. And did you find anything during that time? Cause like you said, the passive thoughts were kind of already there, but then like the medication can amplify that. Mm-hmm. And, and so what did you do when you found yourself, you know, in moments and having thoughts such as that, how were you coping? Um, you know, I would just, I would talk to my parents or I would, um, I would just journal sometimes when I was younger. So a lot of time I just kind of felt alone um, and I didn't really know how to sort through it, but I just kept going. You know, I was very determined. I would persevere no matter what. Um, and I was just used to people treating me, you know, and in, in such a way. So I was, I was just used to being a go-getter and just independently doing things on my own, whether it was writing poems or journaling or reading. Right. Like some days I would just stay inside all day and just read a book. Cause it was like my way of escaping my reality. So I could have like my own little world, like a safe world for myself. Um, and I was also outside a lot. So nature helped me. I stayed active as a kid. Um, I always was like riding my bike or scooter, um, rollerblading, skateboarding, just anything. So I was always outside. So I had, you know, I had like my escapes. So my ways of kind of coping were kind of just escape into something. Yeah. And that's so beautiful. Even just as a young child, like hearing you be like, have just like that grit to just keep trying to push through despite like the darkness that you felt like you were feeling as well. Like you were still trying to find the joy and still trying to find things that you really liked. And like you said, that gave you like a little bit of escape as well as being open and honest, like with your parents. And, you know, um, do you feel like 
having that foundation to where you could speak to your your parents um, about what was going on, did that skill follow you as you grew older to where you were able to even expand what your support system looked like? Yeah. Yeah. I think that definitely was like a good precursor because now I feel like, you know, I can be open with people a lot more though. I will be honest. Like I haven't, like most of the people that I went to school with, like still to this day, don't know that I was on Mm, medication mm -hmm. because I did, I did keep it kind of hush hush. I felt like it was still kind of taboo and just a private part of myself where I felt too vulnerable to really express that. Um, but I was, I was still able to be open with, you know, I had therapists throughout my childhood because I was on medicine. So I was in therapy from the age of like five until, until now. So I've been pretty much off and on, not like as much as I should have been continuously, but mm-hmm. I've pretty much been in therapy like my whole life. So that's helped me. That's been a good outlet. And then talking to my parents and, and just talking to friends about other issues going on. I would never mention the medicine, but I would just say like, oh, I feel like, you know, I'm not fitting in here or mm-hmm. like just kind of, you know, wanting to get that kind of comfort from your friends. Like, am I, am I doing okay? Like, am I all right the way I am? Just mm-hmm. kind of wanting that, that um, acknowledgement or validation. Yeah. Yeah. And you're right. Like, cause y'all, I, I didn't know until I was like, okay, well, we want to talk about an episode and then she brought it up and I'm like, what? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, she, 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 had, she had no idea that I was, yeah. Like you had literally no idea. I don't think anyone did. And like, I mean, I guess in a way that's good because it meant that I was kind of holding myself together without anyone knowing Mm-hmm. And so it makes me feel like I was strong. Like I struggled through it, but I, I stood strong through the whole experience, really. Yeah. And that I feel noble for that. Like I feel like, and I feel like I can inspire people now with my journey and like people that are going through this right now or that have gone through this their whole lives feeling like they were alone. Like I hope that this encourages you and you know that you're not alone because you definitely are not. There's so many people that have gone through this that are still standing and doing amazing things. Yeah, absolutely. And perspective is everything, right? Because like how we look at things plays such a huge part. And the fact that you were able to like flip it for yourself and find it to be empowering and motivating, like, yeah, heck yeah, I was strong. I am strong. Like that helps you to want to keep, keep going when you can see yourself in that light. Um, And I also want to go back to something that you said that was really important in regards Mm -hmm. to when it comes to taking the medication, like it's so common for people to like, they'll get the pills and then they'll hold them and not take them for a long time. Or they'll they'll take them and then they'll run out and not get a refill for a long time. Or they're like, oh, I'm going to take it this day. Then I'm going to take it this day. Then like, this isn't really working. Like it's definitely something to where you have to be consistent with it in order to see like, well, what is it really going to do? And then like Anna was saying, when you have disruptions in it, you can really experience some 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 bizarre side effects. So it's important to make sure that you're keeping up with things in a consistent manner. And like she said, working with your doctors, like not just being like, I got the pills, let me just go figure this out myself, but really being able to work with them because you know it's a medication. So it's it's messing with your body chemistry, it's messing with your, your brain chemistry. So it's important for you to like make sure that you're being open and honest. Um and and, and when you when you make that decision or if it's actually made for you, trying to get it to a point to where it's not more detrimental, you know, to you than it needs to be, but that it can be something that's beneficial. So I really um, like that you like brought that up. Like, don't just go all willy nilly people and, and just, you know, go about it in the way that, that you want. Cause I can imagine it makes it harder. You know, it makes it harder when people kind of go off and on, do this and that, stop, stop completely one day and try to wing themselves off of it. Like you need the guidance in order to just make sure that you're okay overall. Definitely. Yeah, that's so important. And another thing I was going to point out too is um, 
because uh, I didn't talk about like dosage or anything, but I was always mm-hmm. on really low doses of all the medicines I was on. And that doesn't work for everybody, of course. But for me, I just needed like a little something. So I'd be on like, you know, 35 milligrams or like, uh, or 40. I think I was never on more than 50 other than when I was recently on, I was on a mood stabilizer recently. Mm-hmm. Um, and with mood stabilizers, they don't work the same as like an SSRI. So they, um, they, they kind of work more with your brain. It's a little different process. I don't totally understand it myself. Cause it was like my first time on a mood stabilizer, mm-hmm. but, um, but they're a lot more subtle. So you can take more of the specific medicine I was on. Um, I was on like a hundred milligrams and I barely felt anything. So all this to say, they all feel totally different. They all work totally different. So it's, again, it's very good to talk to your, you know, psychiatrist, if you have questions about um, which kind to take, what do you think would be best for you? Um, and to also remember it, to not use medication as a band-aid because like mm-hmm. not going to fix your problems. It's going to help you to get to where you want to go, but you have to work with it too. You have to make changes every day, work on yourself constantly. And it's just, it's a journey and it, it's totally worth it. It's, it's the best thing in life is to come through like a journey like that mm-hmm. and just come out shining. Like you've grown so much. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely not something that's a bad, even like, you know, when people will come to therapy and they're like thinking one session is enough it's like mm-hmm. like it's work like people have to be willing to put in the work for themselves because like I said they you deserve like to put in that work for yourself for you to be at your best um and even with like you know with your journey and I know like it was very difficult for you um just growing up and you know just like stigma stigma has always been there I wouldn't say that we're being super progressive in society right now but of course there is like a little special little light on mental health right now and people are like it's kind of trendy um but there's still such a long way to go in regards to the topic do you feel like with the different experiences that you've had like has your perspective just changed in regards to the topic of medication, the topic of going to see a therapist? Like, you know, do you feel like it's it's gotten better as well as do you still feel like there's some hesitancy that maybe, you know, kind of crosses your mind from time to time? Um, I mean, I think with medicine for myself, like I'm a lot more hesitant now. Of course, I, I'm more for like, for myself, I'm more for the natural route right now. I'm just mm-hmm. working on myself. But um, if one of my friends ever asked advice, like I would never discourage someone from trying medication because I know that when I was a kid, that was that was my source of relief, that it was really important. And I wouldn't be who I am today if I hadn't been mm-hmm. on the medicine that I was on. So I know it was part of my journey. Um, but I think ther- I look at therapy different, though, for sure, in a good way. I used to think like, oh, therapists, they just sit there and say, uh-huh, uh-huh, and they don't put much input or, or I would have a therapist that would talk so much. And I'm like, wait, I can't, I'm not getting any words in. I want to have a voice here. So I never had a good balance with that. Um, but I finally, you know, I think finding a good therapist is so important. I finally feel like I found one. He like equally listens, equally gives input. And he just is helping me. Like I'm the driver, but he's helping me along on my journey. And, um, yeah. So I think finding a really good fit for a therapist, it's so important, so imperative for anybody's journey. And I think I used to think I didn't even need a therapist. I was like, oh, I can just do this on my own, but don't think that you can just do everything on your own. We all need connection. We all need community. Right. We all need support. Every single one of us doesn't matter what we have going on. Like everybody really needs that. It's so important. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Especially, you know, during those moments, like you said, where you feel isolated or alone like being able to have a therapist I know some people are like but that's their job but 
you know, you probably get a really bomb therapist like me or whatever. I'm not trying to do my own one. <laughs> yeah. He will like care about you and genuinely, you know, root for you and genuinely want to see you do well. And that's so important to just have that person there when you can have access to that. Um, when you feel like nobody understands, when you feel like, you know, there's, there's no one that's truly even listening to you or hearing you out, they can be such a big, a big help. Um, and, and I know that you said like holistically, like it's kind of, it's the vibe that you all right now. So what thus far do you feel like you've been able to identify for yourself has been helpful, um, holistically? Holistically. So the biggest thing I did was change my diet. Like I completely changed the way I was eating. That was like my first step. Cause I feel like it's good to always start at the root. And for me, a lot of my issues were kind of surrounding food, um, I'd had some issues with my relationship with food that was already bad, like feeling like I was either binge eating or not eating at all, which is not good. Um, and so that was affecting my hormones. And if you're affecting your hormones, your hormones are affecting your mood. And so if I already have like, you know, anxiety, all these things going on, that just elevates everything. So I decided, you know, I'm going to start eating like a paleo diet, um, with plant, with plant-based emphasis. So just trying to get as many plants, you know, in my, on my plate as possible. So 75% of my plate is like plants every time I'm eating. Um, and that's, you know, that's what's worked for me is just eating really healthy, eating very mindfully, Mm -hmm. um, making sure I'm sitting down and taking the time to eat slowly and not, not talking, just like really living in each moment. Mm -hmm. Um, it's been really, really helpful for me. Um, and then creating like a routine for myself, like exercising every day, um, spending time with myself, just having mindful moments, um, journaling, meditation, um, more community. I, for a long time, even before COVID, I wasn't hanging out with friends regularly. Like I, I would, I would text friends. I would call friends, but I wasn't really spending time connecting with my friends like I should have been mm -hmm. on a regular basis and that was really hurting my spirit um and I also went through a period where I was like you know just doing things that weren't good for myself like oh you know overeating or under eating or over drinking um instead of spending time with like a community and I think that's really helping me now as I've been spending a lot more time with good friends um and I've just been reaching out more to people and just trying to create more of a tribe for myself because I think community support is just so important. Um, and yeah, I just, I love my friends so much. They, they've helped me on this journey. They've been a huge support and I wouldn't be able, I wouldn't be here without that support at all. Yes. And that's so lovely to know, like, you know, friend support is something that's really big. So I had to put my, my earphones in and some extra noise. And I'm like, I, I, I want the people to be able to hear all the important <laughs> things that you're saying. Um, so definitely, you know, being able to have, you know, that friend support is something that's really essential, especially when you, you, you have people that, you know, you can be your authentic self. You can be real about these things that you're experiencing and going through and not having to feel like it needs to be something that needs to be hidden. Um, so it's like, I heard you say support system. It sounds like, you know, that's expanded. And then exercise has been something that you've been doing that's been extremely important. Um, and just so y'all know, like, you know, exercise doesn't always have to be up in the gym and we lifting all these weights and we getting buff. Like it could be hiking, it could be yoga, it could be taking simple walks, whatever, you know, works best for you. Um, I also heard you say like your nutrition has played like a huge part just as far as your, yeah. your dieting um, lifestyle. And like I said, our, our stomach is basically seen as our, you know, second second brain and then so being able to just fuel your body with what it what it needs and was there anything that like I'll say hmm like what truly helped you begin to figure out like to know like okay let me try 
the diet or let me try this particular exercise or let me try this or let me try that like what kind of like sparked that or was there someone you talked to was there a video you saw how did you get to that so okay so that's an interesting story I'll just like briefly go into it because I don't want to take too much time (laughs) but um that so basically it was my journey on my own which led me to a health coach eventually but that was like that was after the fact Um, but I basically, I had started losing hair from stress. Mm -hmm. Um, not like, obviously I still have hair, but I was losing like a lot of my hair. (laughs) Thank God I still have hair, (laughs) but, um, I was losing a lot of hair. So I was thinking, okay, I probably have inflammation in my body. Let me research this. Mm. Let me see what I can do. So I went online. I found this, um, this woman on um, Instagram, alopecia angel for dealing with women with hair loss, specifically alopecia, which I don't technically, I have like androgenetic potentially, but they don't know because they have to actually like take your hair and look at it Mm -hmm, under a microscope. mm -hmm. Um, But I think mine's just stress knowing my whole life and my story and what I've gone through. Um, Because your hair is kind of like considered like non-essential. So it's like one of those things that's going to go if your body is is kind of rejecting, you know, certain things, it's going to be one of the things to go. Um, So I had to kind of go through this period of time where I was like researching and trying to figure out what to do. Um, and then I found, you know, her page and I found some stuff that worked for her, but it was really a full circle approach, right? I had to, I had to deal with, I had to have community support. I had to deal with Mm -hmm. eating healthier exercise, spirituality, self-care, just everything, sleep. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I did an elimination diet. So I took everything out other than vegetables, fruits, and meat. I literally, that's all I ate for 30, 40, 40 days. That's all I ate. No nuts, no seeds, nothing. (laughs) So I was literally, I was like steak and, uh, or chicken or any kind of meat and then any kind of vegetables or fruits, but that's all I ate. And that was really very challenging for me, but I, I have to be honest. Challenging for me. And I'm not even the one that was doing it. (laughs) (laughs) And I have never eaten that healthy in my whole life. Like I, I wish I had, cause I felt amazing doing this. I felt so good. So yeah, through that experience, I kind of learned more about my body and I realized like, you know, I wasn't having headaches. My skin looked good. Like I just started feeling like so much more uh, clarity. Like I didn't have brain fog anymore. And that was really important. So I noticed it was affecting me um, positively in like a physical way and a mental way, an emotional way. So I noticed I was calmer. I wasn't as angry. I wasn't having all these crazy triggers like I Mm. used to. I mean, I still would have them, but it wasn't as strong. And I was able to handle them better. Like I had tools kind of to manage it better now that I had that clarity and I was kind of, um, you know, constructing a better regimen for myself. So, yeah, so I think really the foods we put into our body, like we are literally what we eat. It's, it's mm-hmm. not a joke like that. That's, that's it. Like you are what you eat. And so it's so important to make really healthy choices. And so I kind of figured out what worked for me based on the elimination diet and then going into like a paleo kind of plant-based style. It's pretty much like a pagan diet. And that's what um, Mark okay. Hyman, I follow him. He's a doctor, naturopathic doctor, really cool guy, um, Mark Hyman. Yeah. So I kind of follow that approach loosely. I mean, I have my own little way of eating, but I just... I pretty much eat the same way that I was eating with the elimination, except I eat nuts and seeds and, you know, other things too. Um, and I try not to be restrictive. I try to find sweets that I can still eat and create, mm-hmm. um, like any meal I want to make, I will find a way to still create it even with paleo. So that it's possible okay. for anybody if they want to eat like this, don't think that you're going to be limited. You can still eat literally anything you want. Um, you just have to make it healthier. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. And that's like, shoot, I'm inspired myself. I'm like, cause I know there's some things <laughs> that I can like probably do a little better too. And you I know, thought you. 
<laughs> yes, yes, I need that support too. Okay, the therapist needs support too, y'all. You know, we human and we don't have all the answers. So, being able to just really focus in on, you know, finding like all of it just reminds me of finding what is right for you, finding what works for you. So, like, you know, um, with you sharing all that you're doing, like it helps inspire people to think of the different things that they can do. And also, you know, y'all just know that some things may work. And so I don't want y'all to take like exactly what she's, what she's saying as a blueprint. And you like, okay, now nah, I got the keys. I got the answers. Let's go do this. And my life is going to change because it's still things that everybody has a different body. So mm-hmm. it's still things mm-hmm. that you have to figure out and that you have to, people cannot avoid the journey. Like, that's just it. You can't avoid the journey. You can't skip steps. You can't think that you can go from the beginning to the end and not go through the middle. You have to be willing to show up for yourself in that way. And I want to keep highlighting that um, in this episode because it is so very important. And just knowing that, you know, maybe it would be for you to like change your diet. Maybe it would be for you um, to keep meat or take meat out. Maybe people have to drink much more water. Um, one thing that I've noticed is like people sometimes don't go to the doctor and do their checkups, you know, in the way they need. And sometimes people may realize that it's, it's some low vitals that they have that, you know, you need more vitamins in a particular way in order to make sure that your mood is like stable or that you're not experiencing any type of anxiety or even depression. And then, so everything is so very important. And it sounds like, you know, if you need a health coach, even in addition to a therapist, like it takes that team, it takes you figuring out, well, what people are essential and what people do you need that's like a well-rounded support system approach that you can build for yourself in order to get to exactly where you need to be Um, and even with you just being on this journey how do you like how much let's see what's the what's the what's a way that I can like I can access I'll say like you know what other goals or things do you see for yourself in making sure that you're maintaining the progress that you have now that you're off of medication Gosh. Yeah. So I think just kind of, kind of going with what I'm still doing, you know, like keeping up with eating really well, like that, I think is the number one thing for me to stabilize my hormones to therefore stabilize my mood so that I'm not like up and down. And um, Mm -hmm. because for a while I thought, for a while I thought I was bipolar. Um, I'm not, as far as I know, Mm -hmm. Um, no one has, has approved that yet. As far as my psychiatrist, Um, I think that, um, and I thought I had other things going on, but um, I definitely had some mood related issues. So I was like, okay, this has to be related to my lifestyle. And so as for me, as, as long as my lifestyle is like, you know, up to par, it doesn't have to be perfect. And that right. definitely don't stress about perfection because no one's perfect. It doesn't matter if, if they seem like they are, if they're airbrushed, whatever, like we all have something going on, something we're insecure about. Um, so don't ever feel like you have to be perfect. And that alone is going to stress out your body. Like right. feeling like you have to do all this at once. Um, like what you were saying with the workouts too. Um, like I try and do non-stressful workouts because I don't want to stress okay. myself out more. So I try everything I do. It's like, just relaxed. It's like, I'll do like yoga or I'll go on a bike ride or I'll go on a hike. Um, I just try and move like movement for me is the most important. Just knowing mm-hmm. that I'm getting good quality movement in, and then I'm able to be outside or I'm able to hang out with a friend while I'm doing it. So having support while you're working out, right. like having um, some accountability partners, really important. Um, I also have a health coach and she's been really helpful in kind of organizing my day. Like she helps me with, um, you know, checklists and like, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. kind of figuring out ways to organize my day, um, stress relief. Like she's really helped me with my, with my schedule and, um, with self-care and prioritizing, um, just my health in general. So I think it's really important to have, you know, a therapist, a health coach 
don't feel like you, you only need one. Like, I think it's really, I feel like everybody yeah. kind of needs a little bit here and there to support in different areas of their life. Cause like I said, we just cannot do it alone. We do need support and it's okay. You're not weak for admitting you need support. You're strong because right. you know, that's part of your journey. Um, and yeah, so I think I'm just going to keep going with what I'm doing, like just eating healthy, exercising, um, continuing to, you know, um, cultivate the friendships I have. Mm -hmm. um, and just removing anybody that's toxic from my life that I don't need. Yes. That was also, that was also very important in mm -hmm. this journey because there was some <laughs> toxic people I was hanging on to that I had to very sadly, but, but in a good way, I had to say goodbye to. Yeah. Yeah. Like, just, yeah. I mean, you have to know, you have to know your worth and you have to have good people on your side to succeed. Like period. Like we have to surround ourselves with good energy, good people. And I feel like everything in this world, again, is it's about energy. It's about good energy we're putting in and, and, um, and out as well. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So I'm just, and I focus on how I feel every day. Like when I get up, I'm like, what does my energy feel like today? Or like, um, like I try and check in with myself throughout the day. So that's again, with being, you know, mindful, um, and just kind of self-aware and just knowing yeah. yourself, don't be afraid to talk to yourself or get to know yourself or write out feelings, just journaling. Um, it's, it's so important. And I think also finding like that one thing that makes you feel kind of magical, like for yeah. me, the one thing, the one thing that makes me feel like that is singing is like either that, or, um, I've been working on, I have like a weird goal. I've been working on the splits. Um, and that makes me feel like I'm like, I don't know. I feel kind of magical. Cause I'm like, I can do the splits almost. Mm -hmm. and, and I'm not flexible. So it's like, you know, just finding something you want to work on and like having that as a goal is so important too. And just finding that one thing where you feel like, like, this is, this is what makes my life feel magical. I think that's yeah. underrated and everyone needs to have something. Yes, I love that. This is what makes my life feel magical. Oh, that just that just <laughs> makes it it just makes everything better when you think of it that way. And yeah, it's so important. <laughs> yeah, it definitely like, you know, all the things that she's saying are things that even if you are on medication, you can do these things too. Like it doesn't have to be like, well, I'm 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 on pills, so therefore like can't do anything else. Like, no, you begin to figure out like what your wellness plan looks like because like I said for for some people you can be able to get off medication and you know that's the point to be able to improve it or get yourself to a lower dosage or be able to switch something so being able to figure out all the things that can help you all the things that can be able to just make the mental health journey a little bit easier is 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 a great just approach generally and and do you feel like or is this like a myth I don't really know um but of course when we take any kind of medicine especially if we've taken it for a long time we'll think that we need to detox like our body or like we have to do something particular to help like you know get our our organs to function I guess at the capacity they need to do you feel like you needed to go through any type of detox in addition to just like the the food um elimination that you were doing um, you know, I didn't, maybe it's because I just was so used to them for so many years and my body just built up like a resistance or something, mm -hmm. but I didn't. Yeah. I mean, like throughout my time, you know, being on medicine, like my digestive system, thank goodness has been intact. And I've always been, you know, pretty, like just pretty good with health, even, even eating the way I was eating and even taking mm -hmm. care of myself the way I was, I've always been like pretty relatively healthy. So no, I didn't necessarily do a detox. I've actually considered it though. I mean, I've done like mini cleanses and I feel like my elimination diet was kind of like that too, yeah. because I eliminated all this stuff in a really short period of time, but I was consistent. And I feel like that was kind of a cleanse on its own. 
And I do believe that our bodies kind of naturally can cleanse themselves because like I said, we are totally built like machines. Mm -hmm. Um, and so our bodies are, you know, just like as such, like, just like when a computer has a virus or something, it's able to kind of cleanse itself, you know, where you can put in the right software or hardware to kind of help it out. It's like with us, if we're, you know, putting in the right, the right ingredients into our body and giving ourselves everything we need, Mm -hmm. I think that's like the best thing we can do. Um, but it doesn't hurt to go on like a 10 day juice cleanse or to right. um, lots of different, um, natural ways to cleanse your body. There's natural, um, pills, different phases you can take. I have a few friends that do, um, that do the holistic approach with those and they work for them. But for me, like, I don't want to get too overwhelmed. So I was just like, you know, I'm just going to do the elimination diet. I'm going to eat healthier. I'm going to make better choices every day mm-hmm. and just show up for myself every day and yes. give myself more love. Because as you know, our inner dialogue is probably one of the most important things in the world is like, how are we talking to ourselves? How are we treating ourselves? And that is a direct reflection of how we're going to treat other people and talk to mm-hmm. other people. So the more you love on yourself, the more you can love other people. It's, it's underrated. It's so true. I don't care how cliche it sounds. <laughs> right. <laughs> like you, you need to love yourself. And I don't mean like in a, like a cocky or kind of condescending type of way, like where you treat other people less than you or anything, but just, you need to know that you're powerful. You're amazing. You're unique. You have a purpose and you're here for a reason. Yes. And I, in the morning with my daughter, every day we do our morning affirmations and I tell her, you know, like today we're going to have an amazing day and you're going to make sure that you're going to have an amazing day because you're in control of having an amazing day, regardless of whatever obstacles or what other people are doing. Like you can choose to have an amazing day every Mm -hmm. single day. Yes, yes, you are absolutely right. That self-dialogue is everything. It can make or, abri- or break all of your experiences, just what you are speaking over yourself, what you are speaking into your life. And it's not the easiest thing for people to be able to speak positively over themselves, especially if they're not used to hearing that from other people or they're used to just having a negative mindset or they don't believe that they deserve, like, you know, that self-love. Um, but it's definitely something that's worth giving a try because perspective, like I said, is everything, how you, how you think, how you feel, you know, it all all just helps the way that you're able to be about in this world and be about in this life and you know just how you're maneuvering through the obstacles that you may experience um so that's really important and even for I'm curious just for what would your um advice or encouragement be for the people that you know may not have tried medication you know maybe they are trying in they don't feel quite like themselves anymore and they want to like give up or you know they need to know like what's what what is this really truly going to be like for them if it's even the right choice even made like what are some ways that you would encourage that person or what is just some truth that you would share with them um I would just say you know this is a very personal decision um don't let anyone make the decision for you like definitely consider it for yourself um talk to a psychiatrist or your doctor therapist um even a family member or friend you know see if anyone you know has any input that would help you Um, but just, I want people to know, like, don't feel alone. Just know there's so many people that are on medication. There's so many people that it's worked for. There's so many people that wouldn't be alive today if they had not Mm. been on medication. So it can be a very powerful tool. Um, and I think, you know, just, if you want to try something out, just make sure, you know, the side effects, make sure you read up on the medication, um, know how long it's been around and make sure it's reputable. Cause there's so much out there, so much information, so much misinformation. It can be Mm -hmm. really hard to know, like, what is the right choice, but just know the right choice for you. You're the only one that can determine that a hundred percent because you know yourself better than anybody else. Um, and you're the driver. So I think it's just important to make sure you're the one making the decision. You're comfortable with the decision 
and um, take your time. There's no rush. Like you really, and there's so much you can do in the meantime. If you don't want to take medication right away, you can just work on, you know, self-care, eating better, exercising, Mm -hmm. um, and just talking to yourself better again with the inner dialogue. So just all those things, those tools are at your fingertips all the time. Um, So I think, you know, just starting small, don't feel overwhelmed. Um, That's like my biggest advice I would give, honestly. Yes, that's beautiful. Mm -hmm. Start small. Don't, you don't got to rush the whole process. Like if you're not ready, it's okay. You don't have to talk Mm -hmm. down on yourself if you're not ready. And just sometimes taking things to the basics and not making it a stressful situation um, because it's stressful enough what people are going through. Like, so definitely don't want to pile on more stress by trying to like rush or figure things out or, you know, they're, they're supporting, even if it's difficult to speak up for yourself, like being able to know there's power in your voice, there's power in your voice. And like Anna saying, like, you know, you're the, you're the driver and all of these things, no matter who you're meeting with, like, this is for your life. This is for you. So you are the driver and everyone else is kind of like the passengers, you know, kind of like the GPS system. You know, if you could think of it that way, kind of like helping you get to where you're trying to go, but you're the one that has your hands on the wheel um, and you're in control of this, <laughs> this car. Um, so even if you just are like, okay, this too much, like I'm about to just put this car in the garage and, <laughs> and put like a little sheet over it because it's too much for me right now. Like that's okay too. So I really appreciate you highlighting that. And I think you hit on just so many important points and I really appreciate you just sharing your journey from such a young age all the way up until now and it kind of it kind of has that essence of feeling like this is just a new beginning like there's so much more to your journey so much more to your story and it's ever evolving and ever changing which gives hope to people that you know how things look right now doesn't mean that it's always gonna look like that things can definitely change you know for the better and continue to improve so you know I know that you said that you know you're you're gonna prepare to be a health coach and I want people to know like if they have questions for you I don't know if you're open to them sending you emails like what ways can they contact you like let let the people know how they can get in touch with Anna (laughs) <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, if anyone is interested in any advice or they just need support, someone to talk to questions, anything, um, you can always contact me via email. It's rays of light, R-A-Y-S-O-F-L-I-G-H-T 77 at yahoo.com. Or you can find me um, on Facebook. I'm under I'm like, what name am I under now? <laughs> I'm, 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 I kept changing my name. Oh, I'm under Anna Marie. So Anna Marie on Facebook. And then on Instagram, it's kaleidoscope of tears. I need to change that name. That was like, that was like my depressed name when I was okay. going through, I had changed, I, you know, cause I'm like, I want to, I was feeling my feelings. I'm like, I need to mm-hmm. be, I guess I kind of want to be vulnerable and let people know, like I'm yeah. feeling something. How you want to express I, yourself. Yeah. And like kaleidoscope is kind of a way of saying it's like, it's, it's a multitude. It's like facets, mm. you know, there's mm-hmm. a lot going on. So yeah. So it's kaleidoscope underscore of, um, underscore tears. Okay. So that's my um, Instagram tags. So if anyone, you know, wants any advice, don't want to talk to you, anything, I'm definitely here for you guys. Cause I, I've been through it with this for sure. It's been quite yeah. the journey and I feel like I'm just, just scratching the surface of who I am and I'm almost 31. So, mm-hmm. you know, life, life is a journey. It really is. It's not a destination. You don't, you have nowhere you need to specifically get to. You just keep going. You know, right. you don't have to focus on just one goal um, just, you know, just live your life and keep going. Definitely keep going. Yes, sure. that's it. That's that key right there. Just live your mm-hmm. life. And it doesn't always have to be like, I got to get to this point in order to feel like I can live my life. No, you're living it. Right yeah. Mm-hmm. No, and you have to, you have to love yourself through the journey. You can't just love yourself when you get to wherever you wanted to go. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, you have to love yourself through the struggle as well, because that through the struggle is the only way you get to your goals, period. You have to struggle and you have to work hard and it's, it takes a lot. It takes a lot of energy. 
Yes. And so y'all know how to, she, she told you all the ways to be able to get in contact with her. And as y'all know, I'm all about community. So joining the Always Live Lovely community is, I'm, I'm setting y'all up. Like all the people that's on these episodes, you know, they're welcome. They're open to you being able to reach out to them. This is another way to just teach yourself how to build community and be able to connect with people in such a positive way that's good for your mental health. And, you know, as I stated before, like, you know, this, this episode is going to be on all the podcast platforms. So you can tune in that way. If you're more of a visual person and that's your vibe I got you that's why I'm recording these episodes because I put them on YouTube so that you can watch if you need to see our lovely faces as we're having these discussions and you know just check out and see what's on you know the website I do a lot of individual consultations um to where it it helps you fill fill the gaps if you need help with finding a therapist if you need help with understanding mental health education how to build advocacy skills I got you as well as you know I give services for schools I also have services for people that are trying to become a therapist I've also just added career exploration as one of the things that I'm going to be offering and then you know there's just so much good stuff that is on there that it's the best place to just tune in tune in because mental health can be it can be expensive to try and like you know get all the resources you need and so I definitely want people to feel like they can watch this episode they can watch other episodes like you know maybe they can read a post that I had on Instagram or you know maybe even attend something that I'm doing and just feel like it's accessible um, and that they're able to apply it to their daily life so I appreciate you so much Anna for coming on here and just connecting you know y'all make sure that y'all following and subscribe and always live lovely make sure you're following and you know tapping in with Anna so that y'all y'all don't miss out on anything that we're doing um and I just like appreciate you for coming into the space I know it's not easy for people to share their story and to be vulnerable in you know this way and then so the fact that you're displaying this courage is you know encouragement enough you know for people to know that you don't you don't have to hide um, what it is that you're experiencing and going through. Um, Sometimes that helps you bring more light to the situation where you're like, you know what, forget what everybody else thinks. <laughs> forget, you know, what, what, pe- how people, what people may say, what their thoughts may be, you know, being able to set yourself free and taking control of your narrative in that way is such a beautiful thing. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you so, so much. Um, yeah. I hope that, you know, you could be on another, like, you know, episode. We'll see what we got cooking up, especially for the season finale. So. (laughs) Oh, yeah. No, very much. This is so cool. Yeah. I've never been this vulnerable. This is, this is like a milestone moment for me. So I'm happy. I'm very happy about this. Yes. All right. All right.